You are tuned in to For the Love of Millennials podcast. For the Love of Millennials is a platform created to inspire, empower, and uplift melanin-enriched millennials to be the best of themselves. Each topic is carefully chosen with the intention to provide value to listeners in effort to fulfill the podcast purpose. Keep listening for more of today's episode. What is going on, my melanin rich millennials? Thank you for tuning into another episode of For the Love of Millennials podcast, where the intention is to inspire, empower, and uplift melanin and rich millennials. I know, I know, I know what you're trying to say. Girl, where was last week's episode? But you know what? It's tough being me, especially when you're doing this by yourself. So if, if you're looking to be a part of the team, go ahead and send us an email, loveformillennials at gmail.com, or go ahead and slide in our DMs at For the Love of Millennials on Instagram or Facebook. So today's special guest is amazing. And again, I say this on every episode. I know you guys are tired of hearing me say we have a dope guest. But what makes today's guest so dope is that she is my cousin. And I'm going to say this on the air. I'm her favorite. I'm her favorite cousin. It's cool, though. But we won't tell anybody. I know my sister's probably listening. She's like, she's lying. But who cares? It's my show. (laughs) So Ryan is a wife and a mother, and she is not afraid to follow her passions and see where she ends up. Her family is number one, but art and travel trail closely behind. She feels most complete when she is genuinely helping others better their lives in some way. Ryan spent her 20s following the American dream model and realized it wasn't her own dream. She is switching things up in her 30s. That's what I'm talking about. What that sounds like to me is that she is taking back her power to own her life. And we are going to get into more on this episode. But before we jump in, it's still Black History Month, fam. It's still Black History Month. So I normally or I would be giving you facts as it relates to move changers and move shakers as melanin and rich millennials. But you'll probably get more of that later this week because I'm going to make up for missing y'all last week. Y'all going to get a special bonus episode on Wednesday and then you're going to get another release on Friday. And then we're having an IG live on Friday. So make sure you tune in and kick it with us. Um, but let's talk about Black History Month. It's also known as African American History Month in the U.S. It's also observed in Canada, Ireland, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom. Before there was a Black History Month, there was Negro History Week, which was created in 1926 by Carter G. Woodson. It wasn't until 1970 that Black History Month was proposed by Black educators and the Black United Students from Kent State University. And they proposed this in February 1969. It wasn't until 1970 that they were able to see this come into fruition. In 1987, the United Kingdom began recognizing February as African American History Month. And in 1995, Canada. In 2014, the Republic of Ireland followed suit by recognizing February as Black History Month. 
People have a lot of problems with Black History Month because they're like, oh, it segregates us. But they forget the importance of acknowledging the history of America. Every time I say America, I always think about that song. This is America. Like, I legit always think of that song because this really is America. And we can't deny the truth that has occurred. History is truth. Perception, however, is a whole nother story but a fact is a fact is a fact that we my fellow gods and goddesses and kings and queens black men and women melanin and rich millennials we are the product of history and that's why this podcast is so important to me why i'm so passionate about it because the podcast intention is to inspire empower and uplift melanin and rich millennials and so by you listening and tuning in it's for you to understand that you can do whatever it is that you want to do if i can you can and if you can i can That's the reciprocity that I'm looking for. I'm looking for the reciprocity of inspiration and the reciprocity of motivation and the reciprocity of empowerment. So with all that said, let's jump into today's episode. This episode is sponsored by the interactive journal, hashtag 30 days of consistency. I've heard many people state They've struggled with consistency. I've been one of those many people. However, I do believe there's room and possibility for change. In life, we have choices and we decide what our outcomes will be. Our decisions today will affect our lives tomorrow. Yes, live for today, but remember you have a tomorrow. I created this 30-day lifestyle journey because I desired something more from myself. I desire to unlock my creativity, my passion, my purpose, as it was possible for me. I know that this is possible for you. It is not just a one-time 30-day journey, but a life journey experienced in 30-day increments. Get your copy now on the shop at www.arichbook.com. So my Melanin Enriched Millennials, we have a very special guest with us today. And I know I call all my guests special, but she, this guest today, when I say she's super special, she's super special. Why? Because it's my big cousin. It's my big cousin. Summers in Virginia. I don't even think, I feel like I was an annoying cousin, but I'm not really sure because I hung out with my cousin that was my age, but it's cool. Was I an annoying cousin? No. Oh, my gosh. No, you were the cutest little kid. I was the cutest little kid, guys. I'm still (laughs) cute, by the way. Cute now. Cute adult with cute kids. Yeah, well, you look the same now. So, yeah, I guess that would apply. I do look the same. I just look like like one of those things, you know, like you drop in water and then they just grow. (laughs) Sure. And on the note, like, I'm... I thought I was the smallest cousin, but actually my sister, she's smaller than me. She's like 4'11". Oh, yeah. She's tiny. (laughs) She's really tiny. And so yesterday I went out with two of our other cousins, Sharon and Miaja, and I really thought that I was like the same height, like about the same height as them. But Miaja's like 5'10". Yeah. And it's like 5'6". or something. (laughs) And I thought that we were the same height, and it comes that I'm not. 
like that I'm legit really little and I think I've been in denial for so much for so long it's just <laughs> guys I have short man's complex but it's cool it's cool though it's cool you just use it to your advantage you know I, I you know what I'm gonna do that except that my oldest daughter Emery she always likes to come up to me and say mom I'm almost as tall as you all right walk <laughs> away no one cares that a five-year-old is almost my height <laughs> Oh, man, she's bruising your ego. Don't let that happen. It's cool. It's cool, though. It's cool. Like, I'm still mom, though. It's cool. But then when I get older, it'll be like, oh, is that your sister? I'll take it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we're going to jump in. Ryan, I just read your formal bio and and basically introduced you to our listeners. But I like to give our guests the opportunity to share a bit a little bit about themselves because you know the bio is a bit more formal but I want to give you the opportunity to informally introduce yourself to our melanin enriched millennials sure okay um this seems like one of those philosophical questions who am I (laughs) um and I'm still figuring that out but at this moment um I would consider myself to be an artist a mother a wife a good friend to all (laughs) <laughs> and still trying to figure my shit out so okay well, I think we all are and I think the, the that I heard was you don't know like I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up and I saw a meme that says that like mocked how we compliment each other and it's like no I'm just trying to be like you or I, when I grow up because we're constantly still growing and my mom talked about like what was what she remembered from her college graduation and the lady was like oh I'm 80 something years old and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up yeah no I would say that should be for everybody no one should really know what they are because that means you feel like you've done growing like right Right. and that shouldn't be us we should our minds should stay open and keep changing and so it's a good a good place to be maybe Right. I think I think so. It definitely be open be open to learning. Oh God, there was a quote that I that I heard yesterday. Oh God. I hope it comes back to me, but it talked about being open. It talked about like being open and not attached to any any specific like perspective or identity. Right. Because it's limiting because you can be open but still attached to your perspective, if that makes sense. That's true. Yeah. You, uh, hey, I hear you, but I'm still going to be like, this is what I am. But if you're <laughs> not attached, you're like, okay, I hear you. And that's an interesting perspective. I never thought of it that way. I'll take it into consideration. That's a, a whole new conversation, a whole new uh, experience. Yeah, you got to be open to receive new information. Otherwise, it's just passing through. Like, you, you see it, you heard it, but I'm going to forget about it in five minutes. Right, right, right. So you told us that you are an artist. So I want to know, there are, there are many different types and forms of art, but define what your specific genre of art is. What what does that look like for you? Um, I would say that it's pretty fluid. Um, <laughs> it changes to fit whatever mood I'm in or what items I have access to. But currently, I would classify it as abstract watercolor paintings or drawings of mm-hmm. microorganisms uh, from, I guess, the deep blue sea. Uh, but like I stated, 
the like it being fluid. Um, right now, it's kind of changing to me wanting to learn how to embroider or do some fabric dyeing and incorporating that into my work. Okay, okay. So you talked about sheep. Explain. Okay, so microorganisms. Okay, you gotta break this down for me because sure, I don't like animals. And then you talking about the sea. I have a shellfish allergy. I just. <laughs> mm-mm. Mm-mm. I feel like if I get your art, I'm going to have a reaction. So break this down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with microorganisms, uh, it's pretty much if you look underneath a microscope and you see, like, the squiggly little things moving around that you can't really see with your naked eye, that's, that's basically what I'm talking about. And it doesn't even have to be in the ocean. Like, you know, we got organisms inside of our body right now. Right, um, but I just like how organic the shapes are and how repetitive they are, and I love to drive myself crazy by doing repetitive uh, drawings over right. and over again on a small level. Right. Okay. So what uh, what attracted you to that type of art? Um, it definitely was a journey. Uh, I went through college wanting to do video animation and sound design, but I ended up hating it during my junior year and uh, had to try to figure out what things I liked. So I went back through all my sketches and stuff and saw that I had a lot of sea life things I've done or some of my work for my freshman year was using, like I said, repeating the same shapes over and over. Right. So I kind of just set that as a new path of like, let me explore this. And that's where I've kind of settled at right now. Okay. Okay. I like that. And and I like how Ryan shared how she went back to where she once was. It's okay to definitely revisit. And then it's also okay to make those changes. Like we are forever growing and blossoming. And I feel like that's so important. And I want to re- us to reassure because these podcasts are to inspire and empower you to live your best life, whatever that is, because we are different. Like we are legit a multifaceted community, like a multifaceted generation. So I need you guys listening to understand that Ryan went back to say, Hey, I hated it. But instead of like finishing it out which some of us do do like, Oh, I hate this. I'm just going to finish it out. Even though I hate it. She went back and reassessed. Okay. What did I like? Yeah, I mean, we hear it all the time. I go back to basics. And I think, you know, with Picasso, he was on the right track of like, trying to chase childhood. Like, if you think back then, like you were so happy, like what made you happy? What were the simple things? And like, try to pick from that and elevate it. Absolutely. That's so crazy that you brought that up, uh, Picasso and being child, because I just read something. Y'all, I'm a nerd. And y'all, if y'all don't know me by now, which book is a nerd? Okay, I'm always reading something or researching something, but something that I read this morning talked about childlike living a childlike life, and it doesn't mean that you're goofy and silly all the time, but it's about being open um, to learning and being excited about experiences and finding the joy in the small things and the little things, and I feel like I feel like that's really dope for us because we get so caught up in adulting that we forget about the beauty and joy and happiness. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. You talked about, okay. So you also are out here. Ryan has marched for the women's movement. Where else did you go? You've done a lot. Um, 
I mean, I've done like some local protesting here in Richmond, Virginia, um, just with like schooling for Jai, um, just trying to move those funds to go into the infrastructure of our city, which is our children. Um, but also the science march that took place in DC. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I was way more active, like in my early twenties, but you know, I'm not going to dwell on that, <laughs> but yeah. I would say with this political climate that's happening right now, it has made me more active. Yeah. Yeah. So does your art and advocacy intersect at any point? Um, you know, I, I would say that it really hasn't, um, besides like the few protest signs I've made that have some of my art, <laughs> my main art, no. I found, I guess, my art to be like a place that I could escape to. Um, yeah. I don't even listen yeah. to music or put the TV on when I'm working. I'm just in a quiet room yeah. and I just get lost. It's like how when people are reading, they get lost in the right. book. Right. That's me with my art. But I can't help the feelings that are coming out of me right now where I want to tell a little bit more of a story um, to reflect what is happening around me. Right. Uh, I think I've been just really quiet with my work and I think I'm finding my voice now. Okay. I love that. I love that. I love that. I think that's definitely beautiful. Um, and in finding your voice, I want to segue in because you mentioned being a mother and a wife and this is something that's important to me to discuss, especially because uh, you even mentioned what's going on around us and right now in our society. And most importantly, in our country, like it's so close to us, it's such in our face. You are married to someone who's outside of your race. I yes. want to shed light on the limiting beliefs and the stereotypes. And And guys, I'm touching on this because in a previous episode with uh, our sex therapist, Alyssa Noel, she discussed about relationships and and I expressed that I'm here for love. Like love means love, period. It doesn't matter what race, it doesn't matter how love comes, I'm here for love. But in that, it's about respect, balance and understanding. Like that's what's most important to me and that's how I think it should be. So Ryan, if you could just share a little bit about marriage and and your personal experiences as it relates to dating someone outside of your race sure yeah so I ended up with my perfect partner who lifts me up when I'm down can make me laugh a million different ways and I can have conversations with without any words we just look at each other's expressions and he happens to be white <laughs> the annoying part is that there's fools out there that don't take the time to think about the ways that my partner makes me happy and they only see that he's white. And so then they believe that that's all I'm only into. And they're only looking at like a small sliver of my life. Like anytime you look at someone else, you're only seeing a small fraction of them. Right. But we're so quick to jump to conclusions about who they are. And we really need to stop that. Like if they could look at my Rolodex of conquests of dates I've had, uh, they probably would change their mind. Um, but I would say, like, the hardest of what our relationship has gone through hasn't been between us. It's just been other people's opinions on what should be happening right. in our relationship. You have people that are like, oh, have you, you know, tell him about the Black experience? I'm like, well, he's married to me. 
he listens to what I'm going through. So like, I don't have to teach him anything. He's just a good observer. Like I wouldn't have married him if he didn't understand who I was or what, you know, my trials and tribulations are. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, just a lot of ignorant people out there and ignorant, not in a negative way, just them not wanting to expand their mind and learn a little bit more. And so you have people that are like, oh, how can you fight for black causes if you're married to a white guy? Like, he doesn't dilute any part of me, my experience of being a black woman. I got to walk in the skin every day. Absolutely. If anything, he helps me up. Like, if I'm feeling down, he's like, well, go speak your mind. So, Wow, I love that. I feel like that's so beautiful. And I also feel like not being funny, like your husband is is utilizing who he is to support you, like to advocate, advocate for you. And in the sense that you hear people say, okay, we want our white counterparts to be advocates, to use their quote unquote white privilege to us, you know, to take over, not to make it their fight, but to understand via or to support via their understanding to support via like acknowledgement and I feel like your husband has done an amazing job in doing so thank you yeah and you know what that's all on him I've never had to motivate him to you know to fight for equal rights or anything that's always been inside of him that's probably why we're together yeah (laughs) to be honest yeah um there's been times that you know he's had different like family members or friends that have said like oh you know you're only saying that because you're married to to ryan you know black woman yeah and he's like yeah damn right like yeah i see it i see what the problem is if i wasn't married to a black woman maybe i wouldn't have seen it as clearly yeah yeah (laughs) that's dope though and even for him to stand up to those people like and just put out what the the simple reality of it is like if in this situation then i would not have been exposed to it so I think that's so dope um and I even saw a post that Ryan's husband put up at one point and it was talking about the fight you know not not the fight but as far as black people and the cause it was like he he mentioned I have a son who is black like and I'm doing this for him like it was just so powerful and I was like yo that's so dope because I have not seen that I have not experience that when it comes to bi- uh, interracial couples that have biracial children and the parent that is non-black showing advocacy for their child who is a percent of black so I think that's so dope I love y'all marriage I love I love the openness and I think you I want to say thank you for being vulnerable and transparent enough to share that with us because that's it's not always an easy topic to discuss. So if you're listening before we change, you know, transition to our next topic, I want to ask you, do you have any advice for any of our melanin millennial listeners who are interested or have been contemplating dating outside of their race? Yeah, I'd say uh, don't date outside your race because you want a forbidden fruit or whatever, like really like how do they make you feel inside? Right. I know this is one of those dumb things about like, I don't see color, but, <laughs> but I mean, in your relationship, like 
it isn't even like it's more abstract than that it's not about colors it really is feelings and so go with it but know that you know there are going to be people that are going to try to suppress your feelings yeah and say that you're a traitor or this or that so are you strong enough for it right like maybe know who you are before you try to give your love to someone else because you're going to bring them bring someone else into some of that hate that you may be getting absolutely so Ryan, basically what you just gave us was y'all don't be out here talking about, oh, I want to date outside my race because I want some white chocolate. No, stop it. Stop it. Because that's no different from somebody saying, Oh, I want to experience a black man because blah 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 or I want to experience a black woman because blah 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 blah. No. Exactly. Those no. are fetishes. Though. Right. Okay. And we have fetishes too. It'd be like, oh, I never had uh, some white chocolate, or I never had a, a Latino. Like, stop it, y'all. Stop mm-hmm. it. Okay? Yeah. Um. Definitely. I think the most important thing that I heard, even from that sound advice, was be secure in yourself. Like, know who you are. Know what it is that you like. Learn the characteristics that you're looking for, and then be those things, and be open to receiving it, however it comes. So, I think that that's the dopest thing that you can do ever another question this question wasn't on the list that i gave you but i wanted to talk about it you and your family Y'all, I'm about to throw a monkey wrench in there at Ryan because I didn't prepare. Like, I usually try to tell my guests, like, where I'm trying to take the conversation so that nobody's caught off guard. But I feel like I can do this because she's my cousin. And if not, she's her <laughs> mom and her dad on me. It's cool. I'm cool with it. But I wanted you to talk about Ryan and her family uh, traveled around the world for, like, a whole year. Like, her, her husband, and their son. And I just wanted you to share a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, it was an uh, amazing journey. You're right. It was pretty, we left Richmond and then come back for a whole year. Uh, but outside of the U.S., we were traveling for about 10 months. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I always thought I was going to be this traveler, like since I was a kid, being in a military family and moving around so much, I never had roots anywhere. And so I thought I was just going to be a, an artist vagabond. Um, but I fell in love early while I was in college and thought I needed to follow, you know, the American dream life, get a house and kids and all of that. But I still didn't feel complete. And I knew it was because I wasn't traveling. So I convinced Elijah uh, that we wanted to, that it was our journey to do this together. And we prepared for it. Um, and everyone thought it was going to be hard traveling with a four-year-old at the time. Yeah. Uh, but he was the greatest. He helped to keep us open and receptive to people who we were meeting out there on the road to the flight delays. And um, yeah, it was, it was a great trip. He's keeping you guys grounded. Yes, he, he definitely was. And then just him seeing the world for the first time you know, through his eyes, helped us, like... So, he basically (laughs) kept you guys grounded? Yes, he... Because he was seeing things for the first time, it helped us remember, like, you know, take off our jaded lenses of life, and, like, yes, 
Like, we've never seen this type of tree before or this little creature bug that's crawling around. Like, we should be excited about it as well. That's the whole reason why we're traveling. It wasn't just to take a picture in front of, you know, this building landmark that we've seen in some other, like, other people's photos. Like, we were here to experience everything. If that meant seeing the red clay in Kenya, like, I'm going to be excited about this mud that keeps getting, you know, on our clothes, like... I'm excited because that's not happening to me in Virginia. You should have brought some back. We could have had a face mask. Ooh, yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> it's cool though. It's cool though. So how can <laughs> how can we follow your journey? Because I don't I don't want to make you have to talk about everything. But where can where can our listeners check out uh, your travel experience? Sure. So we actually set up a blog website, uh, thumbtacksblog.com. And you can find the same uh, videos and some of our uh, journey on Instagram and Facebook with the Thumbtacks blog uh, hashtag. Uh, Yeah, we tried doing our best to capture everything, but, you know, you got to live in the moment, too. So there's some things that we experience that you won't ever get to see. And I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Guys, Thumb has a B on it, guys. If you don't know that, it's cool. S T A C K S. Is it blog on the end, like thumbtacksblog? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thumbtacksblog.com. So definitely check out their experience traveling around the world. And if they could do it married with their son, there's no excuse for you as a single person. If you're like, oh, I always wanted to travel. Like, I know a couple of people who are like, oh, I need a gap year or I need a retirement year. Take yourself a small retirement year. Like, honestly, that's what I learned what a lot of wealthy people do, too. Like, they take small retirements in between business ventures just to keep them fresh um, and just to give them new insight. So definitely take that into consideration and go check out uh, their family travel blog. So I want to know, what advice would you offer other millennials about efficiently impacting the next generation? I would say to follow your passions and work hard for it. Don't just like follow it, but like work hard. Um, Don't let money be the driving force that motivates you either. Uh, If you do what makes you happy, you're going to be inspiring others. People are always looking for other happy faces to get inspiration from. So if you're doing that, you're already impacting the next generation. Guys, follow your passion. And guess what? Your passions may change over time. And be okay with that. Be okay with that change. Because Ryan even mentioned it earlier about being okay with the change. So we are getting ready to transition out. But before we do, I want to know if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? <laughs> um, I would try to make people less selfish Mm. I believe if people were less selfish that we probably wouldn't have a bunch of these wars and we'd be giving a lot more and borders wouldn't even exist like we Mm. just would be sharing across the borders right right oh we're not gonna talk about borders right now we're not gonna (laughs) talk about borders right now that's a whole nother special episode that's a whole nother conversation it's cool though we might have to talk offline it's cool though so how can we stay in touch with you um i'm you know i wish i was a way better at the social media thing but i'm getting there instagram is probably my my biggest one that i'm consistent with 
Uh, so you can find me at Ryan's World uh, 12. So R-I-A-N-S-W-O-R-L-D-1-2. Uh, you can see kind of a bit of everything, my travels, my artwork, uh, my personal life, uh, weird photos of inspiration around. Um, yeah. And if you want to do a, a nosedive deeper, I have links up there to my art websites, uh, which is uh, C plus art, S-E-A-P-L-U-S-A-R-T. It's a play on me getting C pluses, the grade uh, in art school for some of my work and just not letting that like crush my spirits. Oh shit. That was good. That's a good one. (laughs) I know. I mean, art, it's subjective. So (laughs) it sure is. Cause when somebody say, Oh, that's ugly. Somebody will say, Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So I had to, I had to learn that the hard way, uh, in art school, (laughs) art school will break you down guys. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's where my artwork is. And then I told you about my travel stuff, but hopefully I get a little bit more entertaining and put up some more uh, great, great things for you to check into. Girl, thank you so much. I hope you guys do connect with Ryan, not just because she's my cousin, but these are the type of guests that I'm bringing to you down to earth. Just like you, this is a FUBU podcast for us, by us. Uh, it is about, it's to inspire and empower you to live your best life. You, we get caught up in this, oh, thousands and thousands of followers. Like, I made a video for our, you know, for um, our IG to let you guys know what it is that, that I'm going after. So that you guys understand that I don't want superficiality. I want the down-to-earth, superficial, like, official growth like what real life growth looks like um so ryan i just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you so much for being a part and being willing i don't take for granted that you're my cousin no thank you for having me on here like uh you know me i don't talk too much but you made this super comfortable and i if this is some some bonding time for us i'll take it oh look at this guy Thank you guys for tuning in. Stay in touch with Ryan. Stay in touch with me. Make sure you like and subscribe this episode. Let us know what you think and check us out on Instagram at For the Love of Millennials. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. To stay connected with For the Love of Millennials podcast, follow us on Instagram at For the Love of Millennials. If you have any questions or topics that you want to hear us chat about or to even find a millennial expert, please email us at love for millennials to connect with a rich book. Go ahead over to Instagram and follow her at a dot rich book. Don't forget to give our podcast five stars and be sure to tune in to our future episodes.